0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Gaming Broadcasts. This is your host, Jamie Dale, the main broad over at GamingBroadway.com. And today we are doing part three of our mini-series on violence in video games. Today we are joined by Chais Molesbergen. Chais is a virtual reality gamer and content marketing consultant with experience developing an award-winning virtual reality experience. He's is also involved in setting up the National Game Museum in the Netherlands, which will open its doors this October. So, uh, hi! How you doing?
1: Hi, Jamie! Hi, yes, I'm fine, thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm super excited about this conversation at the end of episode 10 uh, which was with the authors of moral combat we actually ended on talking about virtual reality yeah so i'm I'm super excited to continue this conversation with someone who knows things <laughs> about <laughs> virtual reality
1: yeah i've actually uh listened to the episode yeah it's uh very interesting uh to hear uh that they are also uh, looking at vr for their research that's uh that's great to hear actually
0: Yeah, I think you're, you're doing pretty, you have the funding, so I think you're beating them. (laughs) (laughs) Chris is going to listen to this and be like, darn it, Jamie. (laughs) Um, So I'm I'm really curious. So tell me about virtual reality, kind of how, how you got into it.
1: Yeah, Yeah. so, um, well, uh, obviously, uh, since I was young, I always was a gamer. Um, and um, within the years I got older, I started to uh, write about experiences, just about uh, personal life. And uh, then I also uh, got into uh, virtual reality and started writing about it and um, throughout writing i got in touch with uh, developers here in the netherlands that um, uh, develop uh, virtual reality environments and um, we actually uh, so we met up and we had a beer and uh, we had a great uh, conversation and they were actually thinking of launching this new uh, virtual reality uh, app uh, but they weren't sure how to do it and uh, they weren't sure how to set up a business. And I thought, well, you know, I, I think that's a lot of fun. That, that sounded challenging to me. Uh, and I saw a lot of potential in uh, virtual reality. Um, so then we hooked up and we started this, uh, this little company with uh, two guys called uh, Lab4242. And um, we uh, launched this, uh, this application with which you can paint in, uh, in virtual reality. And ever since I've been, uh, yeah, you know, following the news about what's going on in virtual reality and augmented reality as well. And um, most of the time it uh, gets me really to think about uh, how can this, you know, how can we use this to uh, maybe help people uh, within healthcare or education and stuff like that. So that's uh, that's how it all started. And uh, uh, eventually uh, last year I did uh, leave lab 4242, 42, uh, but it's uh, the developer is still working on it and he's uh, he's still doing a great job. So um, yeah, that's a, that's a bit of an introduction to how I got into it, yeah. Is lab
0: 4242 the same lab that's did the, uh, ooh, I'm thinking is that, that app that helped stores kind of set up shelves, was that the same company? Yeah,
1: yeah, it's the same company. So it's, um, yeah, and the, they call it category management. Uh, that was for a company who's into hygiene products. And um, I got in touch with them. And uh, so they, what they do, they produce hygiene products such as uh, toilet paper uh, and soap and stuff like that. Uh, so I was already thinking, like, what are these guys going to do with virtual reality, you know? Uh, and um, it turned out that they, um, they have software with which they create uh, 3D environments on their uh, PCs, uh, with which you can see the whole way a supermarket is uh, designed uh, and also see how the products are shown on, um, on the shelf. But um, a big challenge there was that if they, you know, they would show their products on the shelves and they would take a print screen and show it in PowerPoint to the supermarkets, like, look, this could look very good. Um, This is uh, maybe how you could uh, have our products on your shelf. Um, But a problem there, of course, was um, a lot of times the supermarkets would say like, hey, I want to see my uh, products maybe on another shelf uh, during that presentation. Uh, But they couldn't adjust that immediately because the program was uh, quite uh, hard to handle. So it would take like five or ten days to make a new presentation of how that would look on the shelves. And they asked us, could we do that in virtual reality where they can directly, you know, pick up the products, put them on other shelves and uh, make pictures and see how how that would look in their supermarket environment. Um, and so we created that uh, that app, and uh, now they uh, have been using it for multiple supermarkets, I believe, and um, they're thinking of even expanding it to uh, all their uh, other uh, regions that they work, uh, so people can quickly uh, get an idea of how their uh, you know their products can be shown in supermarkets. So uh, it's a uh, yeah, that's that's really one of the I, maybe it's one of the first like real. Uh, business to business retail sort of uh, VR apps out there, and it was uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun to work on because it's a real solution for them, and it saves a lot of time in the working
0: process as well. Wow, that's so that's so incredible. I uh, it, usually when I think of VR, I'm, I'm selfish and I usually think of <laughs> the video games part of virtual reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> so to think of like really useful, I mean, that's incredibly efficient. I mean five or ten days is a lot of time,
1: yes, yeah, <laughs> to save
0: and, in the workplace,
1: and I have to be honest, like the guy we've uh, been working with the most from that company, uh he was a gamer himself as well, and he actually brought up the idea like maybe we should have also like this game version where you can have our products and throw them <laughs> into the supermarket <laughs> baskets and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so he was also thinking about like, like gamifying the whole thing
0: <laughs> i love the idea of gamified hygiene products shelving like that's yeah, amazing i would play that toilet game toilet paper yeah i would finally buy a vr set just to play <laughs> yeah, to precisely. play that game let him know that
1: yeah. Into it. yeah yeah i will
0: <laughs> um speaking of virtual reality games have have you played any as what was your first one
1: Definitely. uh, My first uh, virtual reality game uh, was actually Vtime, which is on the um, uh, Gear VR. That's um, uh, like a headset from Samsung and you put your smartphone in it as well. And then you uh, can launch all these games and Vtime is a game where you... Actually, it's not really a game. It's more of an app with which you, you create your own avatar in 3D. Uh, and then uh, you can enter all these environments and just start chatting to other people who are hooked on as well from all over the world. So, uh, for example, an environment would be you would be sitting in a spaceship and looking out over the earth. Or you would be sitting around a campfire and you have all these things happening around you, snakes below you and there's a tent and you can hear the you know, the fire burning and the stars above you and uh, you could just talk to people. And that's something, when I was doing that, I was really, uh, because the strange thing is when you're sitting around that campfire or on a rooftop looking over Paris and you see the Eiffel Tower, you actually really get this feeling like um, uh, that you're relaxing, as if you're a little bit on holidays. And I was thinking, that's crazy because I'm just sitting in my living room. But in a way, <laughs> in a way, it calms me down like being here with people I don't know around a campfire. You know, it's, uh, so that already did something to me. Like I realized this is gonna this is gonna be something very big. Actually, we can do stuff with this. You know. So that well, yeah. was that was the first thing. And another app I've played is that you just have to uh, make snowballs and throw them at other people. <laughs> <laughs> and those were like really simple, uh, uh, yeah, really simple applications. But a lot of fun also for people to do, you know. And um, and then later I started doing some shooting games and uh, also uh, the painting games that are out there uh and uh, even the horror games you have like very very creepy horror virtual reality games out there and uh, oh, wow. yeah, so that's uh yeah that that is how I got into uh the experiences myself actually
0: <laughs> i love um I love the snowball game and the campfire i I'm, I'm always humored by the fact that humans keep coming up with new ways to do. The same things we could do <laughs> yeah, 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 before yeah. technology. <laughs> yeah. It's like, how can we throw snowballs better? Right?
1: Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> th- that's actually indeed. And there's there's a lot of apps out there uh, which just replicate like old school games as well uh, and do exactly the same but then it's in VR you know.
0: <laughs> oh wow like yeah. Mario kind of games? Oh, I guess uh, it would be Mario because Nintendo's but, <laughs> yeah stripped.
1: Yeah yeah uh, but not yet because uh, Mario is uh, actually I've seen uh, some prototypes of uh, augmented reality um, applications where you have Mario like um, in real life so you're just walking on the street and you see like all these things you have to jump against with your head, and you see, uh, you know these uh, these little thingies where you have to jump on and get uh, points. <laughs> so they're working on it. That's
0: adorable.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it's, so uh,
0: cute. I'm so worried people are gonna hit their heads on things. This probably,
1: time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, following people <laughs> walking straight into the lakes and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's actually like, I've, uh, I've jumping seen
0: jumping up into to rocks.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I've actually seen stuff like that happen with uh, VR glasses as well, like the virtual reality headsets. Uh, children would put them on and they would really believe that they're in another world, and they would just start running, and they <laughs> and they just run straight into a wall. You know, and uh, <laughs> and then it's fortunate that they have the headset on because they don't really bump their head that hard. It's just the glasses that is broken. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it happens. Yeah.
0: I'm imagining it like um, every time my dog runs into the sliding glass door, <laughs> just like bam, falls. Away. Oh, that's so bad. Well, man, that's so that's so wonderful. Yet kind of nerve-wracking at the same time yes I guess the idea that people are forgetting getting where they are is are there yeah. things that are making you nervous when you watch people kind of participate in these virtual reality experiences
1: well yeah you know um with uh, this app with which you can paint around it's called paint lab so that's that's the thing we made and you have like two controllers in your hand and the headset on and uh, the, the controllers have like triggers. And when you pull the trigger, you can start painting around with your hand freely around. And you can also walk around your what you've been painting and stuff. And what I've noticed is um, during these events that we did that children, but also adults, uh, they would, you know, walk towards what they've been drawing and they would stop uh, at the place where they've been drawing because they think they can't move through it. So they move around it. And that actually is a really small example, I think, of um, where you already notice that people think it's very real. Mm -hmm. And um, if you translate that, of course, into uh, violence, uh, into violent games, um, you might have to start wondering what kind of impact that could have uh, subconsciously on people doing those apps, uh, uh, experiencing those games um and that yeah that does uh, get me thinking once in a while like where where is it going with, with uh, virtual reality but also augmented reality if it gets so real already um, even though the graphics aren't that high um, people still believe they're in that world um as as soon as they believe they're in that world you have a fragile there's something fragile about that there's something there which is could be very sensitive um for people to you know experience something very heavily while it's in a fake world
0: yeah you mentioned that you played kind of shooting games and horror games in virtual reality yourself what what was it like physically to be in that space as compared to I guess the campfire setting.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, one of the things is it's um, very, uh, for example, indeed the campfire thingy is uh, not very interactive. Uh, It's only your voice doing most of the stuff and you're sitting on your chair and you're just not moving around. But these other apps, you can actually, uh, with those headsets, you can move around, you can look around and the sound is really realistic. So if there would be, like you would be in a dark room and you would see a doll sitting on, uh, uh, you know, on this desk, and uh, it's looking at you freakily. And you hear all these sounds around you, and then the sounds make you turn your head around to see what's going on, and you don't see anything. And then you look back, and the doll is gone from that desk, you know. And you're like, where did the doll, where did that doll go? <laughs> and uh so you're looking around and then suddenly bam, it's in front of you, and uh everyone I've seen uh, experiencing that app is like shocked they're they're all like, "Oh my God, and some people even pull off their headset because they're so afraid um so that's one example where it's it comes really close to very ter- terrifying um uh thing. Um, I've actually had a had a man of like 80 years old, an old man, uh, do that app as well, and I was, you know, I had total respect for him because he was actually just enjoying himself. <laughs> but there's, the, <laughs> but there's <laughs> all, also been people uh, that put it on, and even they they're just in the dark room, they uh, and they haven't seen the doll or anything yet. They already pull off their headset because they're so afraid or that, because they have claustrophobia. Um, so. Uh, there you already notice that some people just can't handle it they can't handle the technology you know um, I've, I've had one person who couldn't uh, experience um, uh, full experiences not any of them because she's claustrophobic and she was so afraid and uh, yeah she just kept on pulling off the headset
0: oh wow yeah I, I I've never tried VR but I have a secret Sinking suspicion that I would get very sick and claustrophobic. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, big stubborn. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the the sickness thing is it really depends on uh, well on the software, but also on the hardware that you're using. It's really changing uh, very quickly. The headset that we are using is really nice. Um, I haven't had anyone complain about getting uh, uh, nauseous or anything. Uh, while with other headsets, sometimes I still hear people getting nauseous. Especially if the first experience you're going to do is sit in a roller coaster, that's just too heavy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't that advise doing that. That just makes people that. nauseous. <laughs> yeah, and it really… In real know, life. Yeah, and the, the crazy thing is when you pull off the headset, you could, it could last for… That nauseous feeling could last for like a half an hour or maybe even longer. Some people really… Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. so it really has an impact there, you know? It, it has a physical impact even then. So it's, uh, it's a really strong technology.
0: There's, I'm reminded of that old, that old folk tale about like don't go swimming 30 minutes after you eat. Yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah, that. yeah. For VR, don't play VR 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we?
1: No, indeed. That 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 actually might be a good advice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they should have that on the boxes uh, of the headset selling.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't. <laughs> oh wow. so i'm I'm remembering these old stories about when movies first came about, like the first old timey movie had a train. and mm-hmm. I remember when people were in the theater when the train pulled up to the station in the movie like people ran yeah, screaming ran out. out of the I don't know if that was a real story, but it's a folk tale about films. Yeah. What do you think it is about VR that makes that immersive experience? different or more intense than like a violent TV show or a, yeah. just a regular video game?
1: It's actually the, um, the whole combination of <clears throat> how these experiences are made and developed. Um, the sound is very important. So you have, uh, in these days you have, uh, let me say 3D sound. So you uh, when you turn your head and there would be a helicopter flying over, it would the sound would be exactly as it would be in real life. So sound is one thing that's really important there. And then the other thing is that with the headset, the HTC 5 that we use, um, you actually, you put the headset on and when you look to the floor, it's just as high as you are yourself. So it's the same length. So you already have, um, the scale is perfect. The scale is exactly as it would be in real life um and of course you can look around everywhere uh, so up down uh and you can move around as well physically so you can um you can move like 3 meters in real life and then you all, you are also moving 3 meters within that world now that's those are all new dim- dimensions which you don't have with television right So um, those are dimensions that are making it so much uh, more um, immersive. Uh, and so much more real that you. Uh, I think those are the dimensions that make you, you know, really forget, in a way, where you actually are. And um, uh, that also happens when people are playing around and they put off their headset. No one knows where they're uh, going to be looking at when they put off that headset. You know, they don't. They don't have any orientation anymore of where they are in the real world. So <clears throat> I think that's uh, one of the things that makes this. Uh, if you compare it to like the train ride, if you would have that in a uh, virtual reality, uh, uh, I can imagine people or pulling off their headset or just jumping out of the way because it's so realistic. And it's 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 also it's all it's always it's very strange to talk about VR because uh, you know if people haven't experienced it, it, they sometimes they're skeptical and they're like, yeah, is it that, that really like that? But There's really apps out there that are like that. And so that most always makes it a bit awkward to talk about VR with people who haven't experienced it yet.
0: I think like like most games, but VR especially until you've been in that world. Yeah. Like it doesn't compute. Because even if you get it, like I've watched your, your recordings, that 2D not 2D but that flat screen version of that 3D world I'm sure yeah. pales in comparison to Yes, definitely. to what it's like to exist in it.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And of course, of course there are also very bad experiences out there that are the, the graphics are really bad and you get nauseous because the software isn't good. Of course, it's still in development, but it's getting better and better. So, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 getting very real.
0: Have you have you seen any sort of themes in terms of what kind of violence people are interested in? in making and virtual realities? Yeah.
1: Yeah. One of the, one very um, uh, popular one is uh, killing zombies. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah. So you would be in this freaky world, like Resident Evil was a very famous game and uh, you would be in this Resident Evil kind of world and there would be zombies coming at you and you can shoot them down. Um, Now in Amsterdam, actually there's also this sort of, uh you know paintball right You can have these guns and shoot with paint these little paintballs they they've sort of made in v r they've made an arcade where you can you and your friends you will put on these headsets and you wear this weapon and you can can start shooting zombies together. Um uh, so uh the zombies is is a really popular shooting game and then there's also space games where you are in a, a like a space um, spacecraft and uh, you shoot other spacecraft um that's also a very popular one um and it's all of course it's all like first person uh, shooters um so you 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 do have third person kind of experiences already but not really in the in the shooting genre. Um, uh so it's mostly zombies, but also very real. I've seen um, a remake of uh, Grand Theft Auto where you also can, uh, yeah, can run around in that city and, um, you know, do whatever you like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, yes. Grand Theft Auto comes up.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's actually quite fun- a
0: bit when people talk about
1: violence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's actually interesting, you know, because... Um, in Grand F. Odo, uh, you can also uh, visit prostitutes, right? So imagine <laughs> you can do that in VR. Uh,
0: yes, that is. I have seen those advertisements. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I see, yeah. At
0: gaming conventions, it seems to be a popular uh, yes. VR porn yeah. kind of situation.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, oh. I was thinking, so in those, those first-person shooters, when you look down at your body when you're in the virtual reality, can you see your physical body? Because I know that mm-hmm. in first-person shooters where you're playing on a console, like sometimes it's a little comical, like, how your body is presented yeah, you won't see like, your feet you don't just yeah. see your hands yeah, yeah
1: yeah um yeah you do have some of them you can look down and you actually see your breast and you see uh, your legs and um, uh, your feet but that's also something that still you know it, it does give a sense of even being more realistic but also there there's a lot of uh, challenges still there to make it move accurately in the way you're moving because the only uh thing now uh, conventionally is that you have these two controllers so that's uh, the hands you know they look quite real and they move quite real as well if you're wearing a gun you well you're wearing your controller but it looks like you're really when you move the trigger around you can actually see the trigger really moving around uh so it and it reacts really quickly so the hands is really uh really nice already but then the arms and the body Um, uh, that's uh, actually also a new uh, way of thinking about hardware. How can we make, uh, they call it body haptic feedback. So where you have a suit uh, that reacts to what is happening in-game and you can feel it and it can also track your whole body. So that when you look down, you can see your whole body in in VR and actually maybe, you know, create your own body and be a dinosaur if you want to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So um, it's, it's, and that's developing quite quickly. Uh, Although I think, of course, you also have um, augmented reality, which is uh, where you project virtual reality upon the real world. And uh, then you wouldn't even need that because you can just look down and see your real body within that simulated world around you so it's um yeah yeah it's it's getting close to where you just look down see your body and actually when you touch your own body you could might be actually able to feel that as well
0: oh wow so this provides all sorts of concerns i'm thinking of all the times that uh kind of violence in the news happens like school shootings they say like these mm-hmm. kids practice this like in virtual reality or not virtual reality and like yeah, in games. console games, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I know that came up a lot with Doom, yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. in that one, people could always argue it's like, well, learning, you know, being in a console game is infinitely different than being like in real life. But
1: yeah. kind
0: of the way you're describing virtual reality is at some point they really could make it so that your experience, like you could have a gun as a controller, for instance. Yeah. Yeah, um, indeed. You already have that.
1: Be. Yeah,
0: yeah. Are Are you concerned at all about VR kind of prepping people to commit acts of violence? Is Is that a concern of yours? <clears throat> um, well, I think it's
1: uh really. It could. I think it can be really effective for like uh, the army, you know, and prep people in the army who are already. Uh, ready to go into war, for example, and to need to be trained and uh, need to train their uh, uh, reaction speed and stuff like that. Um, But when it comes to um, younger people or people who aren't, you know, uh, doing a job where they act violently, I think that um, the chance is really small. I think it's the same as with games. Where uh, the there's a very big step to be made between sitting uh, in your room having a head a headset on and just playing around uh, gaming and uh, shooting people or zombies, um, and then going into real life and doing all that same stuff. You know, I think that's um, I, I I'm not really concerned about that. I'm I'm more over con- um, uh, a bit concerned about uh, when. Uh, ch- what it does to children mentally or to older people mentally uh, when they're very young and they experience horror. For example, these horror experiences and they believe it's real. Uh, you know, when there's a, um, uh, I think that when there's a screen in front, just a monitor in front of you and you have your living room around you, you can see it and you can play horror games. It can be terrifying and it can be really uh, scary, but not as real and as scary as it can be in virtual reality. Um, so I'm not really concerned about violence in virtual reality games. Um, you know, getting people to act uh, uh, violent in real life. But I do uh, think it's uh, very important to study uh, what it uh, what it can do to the mental conditions of uh, of children and 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 people in general. For example, uh, you know, there's, um, uh, there are studies now that show that uh, people with uh, post-traum- uh, post-traumatic stress disorder get treated by uh, in virtual reality by showing them sort of the same things they've experienced before. And they do that like 50 minutes a day. And it shows that um, these people function better. Uh, during the day than before, they have like less uh, symptoms of the post-traumatic stress disorder than before because um, uh, they're you know they they experience the same thing again and it's it's shown that that helps them to cope better with their um, with their trauma. So uh, that shows how strong it is to help in this case help people, but also of course it works the other way around as well uh i'm i i haven't studied it but i think that it works the other way around as well where you can actually maybe experiences can be so strong that um you know that people can uh, get uh, mentally disturbed by it
0: there's a quote i think i can't remember who it's by i want to say it's marker atwood who said like there's three uses of technology like the way you planned the bad way you planned and like the stupid way or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah. so i'm thinking of like virtual reality as being this very like there's the good way which is is helping uh, like helping people overcome fears like exposure therapy like helping in the stores and yeah. there's the the evil way which is traumatizing <laughs> traumatizing <laughs> people and then there's the stupid way that we haven't quite come up with <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah indeed yeah, maybe, and maybe that's also like the the traumatizing thing might also be like an unplanned thing, uh, uh, an effect that you that you don't know of yourself, but you've created the experience, and someone else, you know, experiences it in such a way that it becomes a uh, you know a problem for him. Uh, like it's unplanned. You haven't you did you you make it, and then afterwards you find out. Oh my God, this actually has a very bad effect on people
0: yeah even I imagine even hurting someone. I know there's there's some studies that show it was actually in moral combat, which uh, they're gonna if I mutilate this this study, I'm sorry, Chris and Patrick. <laughs> but <laughs> there's a study where people were uh, emotionally invested in the in a basically a virtual reality character who's experiencing pain. So I'm thinking if you are in like a virtual reality setting and you accidentally hurt someone that you didn't intend to, or worse yet, maybe hurt someone you did intend to and and feel bad about it.
1: um,
0: That could be very jarring emotionally. Like, I cry because I have, like, characters die in games. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is not in a 3D body haptic space.
1: (laughs) Yeah, precisely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's actually in, in VR. It's funny that you say that because... Um, I've been uh, like visiting places in VR that are recorded with uh, 360 degree cameras and um, those places can be like so beautiful, you know, Um, there's also this experience you can go to the moon. Um, and you uh, travel uh, alongside Armstrong towards the moon, and it's a an, uh, half hour experience or something, and it's so real. And once you go through that atmosphere and you look down and you see that earth, you know, that, that was something that actually hit, struck me emotionally as well. Because and my father as well, my father was like he, he reacted so cool on that he was really sitting in his chair, just moving around, and he was he was almost yelling that it was so fantastic that he's going to the moon, you know. <laughs> 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 uh, and so yeah, that's that's it's so it's so ex- very powerful. I think there's still a lot to to learn from uh, this technology and what it can do to well, uh, you know, um, hit us emotionally in that way.
0: Wow, does your does your father play a lot of your VR games with you?
1: <laughs> no, he's he's been playing around with the paint uh thingy <laughs> and, and he's been uh doing this but he's not doing that many others, now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, my father has uh, sometimes trouble finding the right channel on the television. So.
0: <laughs> he's not interested in the the creepy doll experience.
1: No, 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 that that would be that would be nothing for my dad. Just giving a game of soccer, and he's still right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I love to hear that you you've managed to kind of create a space both while well, you're working on young space like spaces for young children which we'll talk about in a minute but mm-hmm. also for for the elderly who I think also people forget aren't yeah. necessarily digital natives in terms of immersive virtual experiences indeed do you have any suggestions or anything that you've done that you think has been really helpful for making sure that folks have a a pleasant, non-traumatic virtual reality experience.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, So every time um, before it it depends on the, like the audience that you have during an event or uh, if you're sitting at home and your grandma wants to play something, just don't show her the horror things first. (laughs) you know and explain to her how real it can be and uh, what you are going to show her you don't have to tell her exactly what she's going to see but just tell her that it can be very real but she has to realize that she's just sitting there in that room Um, I've done that uh, with children as well um, and it helps a lot because they know a little bit what they can expect um and some people i ask do you want me to hold you while you're doing this you know do you want to and i find that a lot of people find that pleasant that um uh, they're reassured that there's somebody with them who's watching, looking over them and that they can actually feel uh that there's someone uh there still you know that they're not really gone into the virtual world and uh uh, yeah, so uh, one thing there is uh, when somebody would approach me and wants to try virtual reality, I actually take it, yeah, maybe, you know, in the, in the uh, course of the past few months, I, I've started to explain more and more before I let them experience it. To, like, So this can be quite intense. Um, uh, are you sure you want to do this? Uh, I all, Of course, I always uh, all ask them if they have any um, health issues uh, because um, I'm just not sure how people can react, you know. So if people have, like, uh, problems with their heart, I usually won't let them try any VR uh, app uh, just to make sure, you know, or at least not an app that has this, like, really shocking part in it where you can really that can really freak you out um, and uh, yeah so those are things I do try to do tend to do before people start trying it uh, just to tell them uh, like don't start running around uh, um, uh, you know take uh, take it slowly first and uh, uh, just look at your hands also first so you get an idea of how real it is uh, those those are all kind of things that I do try to explain before they jump into vr
0: yeah so that's it's fun there's like grounding techniques that kind of tie them back to the the real physical world yeah the virtual one
1: yeah some people really um ask me like please hold me while i'm doing this (laughs) you know (laughs) Uh, so yeah yeah and (laughs) that's cute that's people like they're 25 years old or something but they just uh they're just afraid of maybe losing sense of the real world around them Uh, so that's actually you know and 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 i think that it's a responsibility for us as well uh, like the guys who are in vr um, to make sure that these people have a pleasant experience um i I, here in holland we have a really famous uh television show and there's this presenter and the first experience he had live on television was jumping into a roller coaster that's not you know and he got really sick in it and he, he his reaction was really bad actually of course a lot of people started laughing but it also makes that people are looking at virtual reality as maybe a very you know bad technology that's not really working out yet. Um, so I think there's a responsibility there as well as to what we show to what people and to really think about: is this the right experience to show to this guy who's never experienced it before and now he's you know almost laying on the floor <laughs> because he's so shocked <laughs> about the whole yeah about the whole rollercoaster thing.
0: Oh, that's so sad.
1: Yeah. And that's really like a show like has millions of viewers, you know, so.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it, it sounds very much so like, like educating anyone about any new thing, a kind of understanding where your audience is and, and what they're, yeah they're emotionally yeah. and intellectually ready to, to deal with.
1: Definitely. Yeah. And that's, that's also what I liked about the painting app is, uh, it's very, um, you know, it's very simple Uh, it's very uh, childish in a way Um, and um, you have two ways of starting you could start like in a blank world so you don't have anything around you and you could just start drawing but uh, what I also used to do is draw something beforehand and then let people walk through that drawing and that could be monsters or bees and butterflies and stuff like that Uh, so that's also a way of how you could think of okay so where do we um that's how we started thinking of okay we can you know let people experience it from zero and they don't have anything around them or we can let them experience it within a world that we created for them
0: oh i'm thinking of it's like easy versus hard settings but
1: yeah <laughs> with immersion like easy yes.
0: immersion versus like intense immersion
1: yes actually yeah in a way in a way yeah indeed indeed that's funny that you have... say that yeah <laughs>
0: I would, I would be on the easy version. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Pretty, yeah.
0: Just like my console games. <laughs> it's actually, it would be sport. a
1: good one, like for every event that you have like three buttons. It's like easy version, like medium experienced and very experienced. And, yeah. you know, if you press the very experienced one, you get like everything totally. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And easy is just very, let's snowballs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh so have you done, I guess, what's your experience doing virtual reality education? Have you done a lot of it? Do you have any upcoming?
1: Uh, well, I've actually, I've been to uh, a few universities um, and also um, international school here in The Hague. Um, and uh, that was the, the one here in The Hague was actually a lot of fun. So uh, my wife, she's uh, teaching uh, history in on the international school. And she asked me like, I'm going to do a lesson about the industrial revolution, but I want to get these kids to think about what could be like the new next revolution. And uh, so she invited me over and I took these uh, virtual reality uh, headsets. And um, after they've discussed the industrial revolution a bit, uh, everybody got to try this experience on um, on the headset, just existing experiences of other developers. And they would get back into the room and start discussing like uh, what could be the next revolution. And it actually was very interesting to hear what these kids were thinking of. They were thinking of like combining robotics with uh, virtual reality that you can like um, uh, control robots from a distance with the things you do in VR and the robot would do the same. Um, And uh, they would also think about things of uh, how it could work in healthcare um, where you can uh, educate doctors from other sides of the world by showing them how you do certain surgeries. Um so that's actually a lot of fun to do and uh, something I would actually advise every guy who's into VR or developing anything to, uh, to go into schools. Because these kids, they are very young, but they're very bright and they have a lot of ideas. Um, and uh, what I also, uh, I've also went to a university of journalism. And um, there I've shown uh, three hundred sixty filmed experiences documentaries that you can find on uh, on um, uh, in the app stores. And uh, we talked about what would be a new way uh, of uh, for journalists uh, to make news or reports uh, using virtual reality. And that was actually also very interesting, um, and maybe <laughs> maybe not a very happy subject, but they would discuss uh, about how you could have a reporter have a 360 cam in a war zone, and you could just look around uh, as to what's happening and see everything uh, unbiased. So you don't you you don't you don't have a what's going on behind the screens. It's just the real thing what's happening around you and there's no uh things going on behind that camera because you are the camera you know you're just looking (laughs) around um
0: yeah you get to choose what to look at
1: yeah you get to choose what to look at and there's no yeah it's just the the real the real thing going on there and that could actually be live you know live streamed Uh, so those are those are things where in in education i think it's also very interesting uh, to challenge children to think about how what could this look like in the future? How could we use it um, in a good way? Um, and of course, there's also going to be interactive um, uh, classrooms in VR. Uh, that's going to happen definitely. It's going to be VR or AR, but where you don't you don't need your screen, but you just put on the glasses and you can be inside the industrial revolution. You know and uh, experience it and see uh, what's going on. And maybe there's a virtual guide who's helping you around in the, in the factories and telling you about what's, what's happening. And in that way, educating those children, which is, of course, um, a lot different from reading a book. Uh, you know, it's a, maybe, uh, uh, maybe you remember it better because you've actually experienced it and really been in that world
0: yeah that experiential education piece I think will be huge yes, i yeah. i mean I definitely would have been much more intradis- <laughs> interested in the industrial revolution <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if there was like a an immersive virtual reality component of it
1: yeah yeah indeed, <laughs> indeed. indeed, I think that's going to be really big indeed because uh you know, we've uh, we've seen this trend where you have gamification uh, within education. Of course, that's going to shift also to these technologies where you can step into a world and have all these interactive environments around you, from which you can learn and um, uh, and learn on a very fun way.
0: Yeah, and even thinking of. Just the ability to empathize, I think there's something about feeling like you're in in a body that helps you empathize and kind of build human connections. so i'm I'm even wondering if like your your conversations in the virtual reality over the campfire felt more real and more sincere to you than maybe chats you've had over. Like a console voice chat or something like that? Yes.
1: Yeah, actually it was. Because you know the people, you know, they've they've designed their own avatar. So it says something about them. Uh, And you can actually see their heads moving around. So if they're looking at you, they're really looking at you. Um, And yeah, actually, uh, I think uh this whole avatar thing uh that uh, you know facebook is working on that as well at this moment where you can have like a social worlds that you go into and have fun with each other playing around and uh yes there is a, a connection moreover of an uh, empathetic connection uh, compared to uh, when you're just having a voice uh chat with each other yeah
0: there, there have been articles recently about people wondering about restrictions on the closeness of virtual reality bodies based on some of what we know about harassment yeah. <laughs> in gaming and yeah. online spaces. Mm-hmm. In yeah. terms of, you talked about trauma, but um, harassment when it feels like a body is close to you being, being more intense. Do you have any, any thoughts about restrictions on bodily distance between avatars? <laughs>
1: Wow. Um, yeah, I've actually, I've read this article about a lady that was disturbed about what happened in VR. Um, that's actually, yeah, restrictions. It's a risk that you take. If you know that you're going into a virtual world, you know, and you know everything that can happen, you also know that that's something that could happen. I think it's more of maybe for the developers that you should have something built in that you can you know, push away another avatar or, you know, just, just zap it away or mute it or whatever that it just, you know, you touch <laughs> it and it's gone. Something like that. I think that's, uh, that would be a whole lot more efficient, I think, instead of restricting it, you know, uh, and we'll find a way for that. It's the same as on Facebook, you know, if there's a friend that uh, uh, that's not a friend, I can just mute him or block him. I think the same would go for avatars, right? You can just, uh, you know, put them away or you, you touch them and they are gone. Uh, I think, yeah.
0: I think, um, not The Sims. The Sims is not what I'm thinking of. Oh, no. <laughs> Second Life. There we go. I think Second Life yeah. had a thing where if you got close enough to someone, they they kind of turn that invisible type ah, of yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. Like they do in they do in video games like' cause it's hard to see through yeah, precise. <laughs> yeah. Things. it ga- it
1: goes like transparent yeah 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 that's actually yeah. that that would so that would be a good idea um uh, and of course the the other side of the story is like maybe some people would like to uh, you know, have some sort of intimacy. Uh, yeah, well, let them let them do it. You know, it's yeah, if if they would want that, uh, you know, people getting married in virtual reality. It's it's these days. I mean, yeah.
0: Oh, I'm thinking of um, it's a setting that kind of says how big your personal bubble is with <laughs> like your default, like because in real life, you know, you're able to like step away or move when someone is like too close for whatever your personal comfort range is yeah. so it might be nice if there is a setting
1: yeah yeah five meters <laughs> or
0: like if they came within your personal bubble they became a little invisible yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. and you could
0: like change it per avatar yeah that's
1: nice like i want this guy to be one mile away from me always <laughs> Uh, that's that's a good idea
0: i wish i could do that with some people (laughs) Uh, honestly said yes Uh, me too (laughs) (laughs) they just turn invisible if they're they're anywhere within my eyesight (laughs) oh that's so awesome well i know you have some exciting you're kind of crafting these these very vr specific experiences and your new upcoming project the National Game Museum right? yeah yeah
1: yeah that's that's right yeah so we're um, in um, there's this uh, little municipality in uh, in the Netherlands it's called uh, zoetermeer and they um, there I'm as a volunteer with a team of other guys we are setting up the national video game game museum. The idea is that you can just um, experience games, of course, but also read about the, all the generations of consoles and arcade games that we had. Um, but also we are developing a game lab. And the idea of the game lab is that you can step in there and experience future, uh, get an get an idea of future gaming technology and experience it. So using augmented reality and virtual reality and uh, also that you can um, uh, create your own uh, games uh, or only just little aspects of games. So, uh, for example, that you would have uh, music that you're making or audio and sound effects um, or just coding, you know, programming uh, your own uh, characters. And um, also I'm, uh, a big other thing is uh, storytelling. So how can you tell a great story and how can you tell a great story within a game? um so yeah that's a that's a lot of fun to uh to be working on that project um it's opening in october uh so we're doing and we've just got to hear two months ago that we got to go on setting this whole thing up so we're you know putting uh making a lot of miles in a short amount of time and uh, looking for (laughs) sponsors and stuff and uh and that's actually uh we're getting some messages that some sponsors are looking to uh to help us financially or with hardware so that's that's really great. It's a, for me. It's really like a sort of little dream coming true. Like being able to be in this space where there's all these retro game games around and new game consoles and children that are just playing around and you can really educate them about stuff and get them enthusiastic maybe to start doing something with programming or storytelling. Um, yeah. So that's a, uh, that's a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: Oh, that sounds so exciting! <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to do like a gaming Bradley goes to Netherlands. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh great. I'll I'll make sure I'll welcome you definitely and show you around. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Well, are there are there any other things that you'd like to to let our audience know about work that you're doing or or if they wanted to contact you to ask for, uh, for help on something.
1: Oh, sure, sure. They can. They, you can always email with any questions or requests. Um, uh, maybe we can put my email address somewhere in the description. Um, yeah, and for sure. Yeah, if there's uh, anything else I'd like to share is that, um, you know, um, augmented reality, virtual reality is really cool. Uh, if you're a parent, just make sure that you know beforehand what is it that they're going to experience. Uh, how real is it going to be and um, uh, try, try it try it sometime and um, uh, you know also maybe uh, I'd like to challenge uh, the guys listening um, to think of useful ways of using VR technology within for example healthcare or when it comes to uh, uh, to design um, you know just think about ways w- what you could do in that world uh, for your job or for your way of life I think uh, you might be able to come up with a lot of things after you've tried some experiences and um, uh, yeah yeah that's about it. <laughs>
0: Ah, that's so much. It's so good. So, I'm good. You've inspired me. I'm ah, gonna great. Go, I'm gonna get a VR device now. Um, I think you recommended. Was it the Oculus? Is that right? Uh,
1: yeah. Well, I, I actually, my personal um, advice would be using the HTC Five. Uh, the Oculus got a lot better as well, but the HTC Five is a very powerful uh, instrument to experience that virtual world. Uh, but it does cost, uh, cost quite a lot of money uh, because you need the hardware, like a PC with a good graphics card, and then the glasses, of course, the headset. Uh, but it's an amazing amazing product. Um, but when you're doing the Oculus, it's the same. You know, it's it's also very good. But I've just I've just in the past few years, I got used to using this HTC Vive, uh, and I'm really fond of it. So you know, um, uh, just ask your local. Uh, stores for advice if you're looking into it or just try uh, ask for a demo if you can find one anywhere. Uh, it's probably more than enough fun to have a demo uh, instead of uh, immediately spending a lot of money. And of course, you also, you, you also have the Google Cardboard. So the Google Cardboard is like, uh, it's a cardboard and you just fold it up in your own way with lenses inside and you could put your phone in it and already experience sort of VR uh, experiences, it's a lot less, the quality is a lot less, you can only sit still, but it gives you an idea of where we're going uh, uh, within virtual reality. Um, so, And that's just like in, in here, it's one euro, so it's probably a dollar or something. So it's really cheap uh, to experience uh, already um, uh, those kind of experiences.
0: Oh, wow. That's so amazing. <laughs> All right. I'm going to Google it. Google Cardboard. Yeah, Google I, Cardboard. <laughs> always doing great things, Google.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's funny, yeah they've, they've thought of this like, okay, let's just make a card and thing, and you fold it up yourself, <laughs> put your phone in it, and you're in another world. That's <laughs> yeah, great, right? Huh? Only
0: Google. Darn it, Google. I'm oh, yeah. <laughs> so good at stuff Yeah, indeed. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> Well, listeners, uh, I'd love to hear actually about your experiences of virtual reality, positive, negative, your fears, your concerns, what you're excited about. I, I any information about virtual reality. I think it's it's going to be huge and continue to to be huge <laughs> I don't see it becoming less huge in the near future <laughs> no. so, and thank you so much for, for coming on I'm so excited to have had this conversation with you and, thank to, you as well. and I'm looking forward to hearing about the, the game museum opening up
1: yeah that was a lot of fun oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> thanks and I'll, um, I'll keep you posted and uh, yeah, I hope you have a great time over there in Texas
0: <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty hot so I'm going to go <laughs> drink some water I, here's, here's just <laughs> raining <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, thanks so much, and I'll, I'll talk to you all soon. Bye. Sure. Sweet. Oh, and to make sure I'm pronouncing your name right. Is yep. it? Um, is it- Gjæs Molbergen?
1: It's um, it's a hard one. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it it's Gijs. Gijs. Yes, Again? that's actually that sounded really nice. Yeah, oh, thank you. <laughs> I can imagine you. It's hard to pronounce the G.
0: <laughs> we don't have the the chai. Although I'm I'm Jewish, so maybe that. that ah, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe <laughs> you know. And if it if it's hard, you can also do like we call the soft Gs, like the Belgians do. It's like you know, like chais.